Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest for the first half hour is Hardeep Walia. He is the founder and chief executive officer at Motif, which is a way of investing uh, based on certain themes. Welcome to the show, Hardeep. Oh, thanks for having me. Let's just start with your background a little bit and what you did before you founded Motif. Um, so right before I founded Motif, I was an executive at Microsoft. I started uh, my career at Microsoft uh, in their corporate development team. That's the team that does uh, mergers and acquisitions for them. Um, I, I guess my role was buying distressed startups at the collapse of the last dot-com. Uh, and then after that, I was general manager of Microsoft's enterprise services uh, business. And prior to Microsoft, I worked at a company called the Boston Consulting Group, doing strategic consulting for large companies. And then I did a number of startups, uh, most notable is a company called Trilogy down in Austin, Texas. So what was it that, before we get into details of what Motif is about, but what was it that you saw an opportunity in the marketplace that was not being served by what Motif ends up doing? I wish it was that uh, calculated. I think what happened is I took a leave of absence because I had a terminally ill parent. And, and unlike most people, when bad things happen in my life, I like to trade stocks. It forces kind of a state of zen. Uh, and so I was trying to get away from everything and trade stocks. And one of the things that just noticed is um, it was hard to invest in things I knew. Uh, I, I was uh, an expert in technology. Uh, but I wanted to invest in something like the mobile Internet, for example. And when I called up people, looked for funds, looked for ETFs, um, there just was nothing available that was kind of uh, 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 recent. I mean, there were old technologies, old stuff, but nothing like the mobile Internet. This was probably 2010. Uh, and, and the big aha was less about how to invest in the mobile Internet. The big aha was people can express what it is they want to do. They just have a hard uh, uh, time acting on those expressions. So I might want to invest in drones. I live in Silicon Valley. I see drones flying over my house every weekend. I want to invest in that. I might be interested in buying beaten down stocks when people panic sell. Uh, I want to actually buy those particular stocks. I don't have time to do it. I want someone to do it. Or I want to invest like my old professor, Dave Swenson, who runs Yale's endowment. I just want to be like Dave. What we do at Motif is we, we allow people to act on these different kinds of expressions by turning them into what we call a motif. And a motif very simply is a intelligently weighted basket of stocks built around one of these ideas. They're kind of like ETFs, but they're not because you actually own the underlying securities. Uh, they're not funds. So you can tweak them, change them, um, and, and actually make those motifs your own. And you can buy these baskets of uh, 30 stocks for the cost of a single stock transaction and put as little as $250, put a million dollars to work. It'll still only cost you nine ninety five. And unlike a fund, there are no ongoing fees. There is something similar to this, which was around before you called Folio. How is this different from Folios? Um, there, there are a number of ways we're different from Folios. One is we spend a lot of time um, in building uh, the, the baskets, right? So we have team of PhDs who spend a lot of time building these baskets, um, and a lot of effort goes into building them. The second thing is when you purchase a motif versus other products out there, um, you're purchasing it in real time. A lot of the other products, actually, you're, you're buying what they call a window trade. You're not actually getting real-time pricing. 
Uh, and so that, that, that limits what you can do in the construct of a, a basket of stocks or a motif. And thirdly, we're also a social platform. So if you and I want to keep in touch with each other's investing very privately and not let everyone else know, um, we are, we're, we're, we're one of the few social platforms out there. And in fact, it took our team um, uh, a year to build 100 of motifs. Our customers said, let us build motifs too. And they built 85,000 in the time it took our PhDs a year to build 100. So social is very live and well on our platform. Uh, and those are the three big changes, other than that we're also lower cost and all those things. But those are three strategic differences. So how can one track the performance of a motif? If there's 85,000 of them out there, how does one track the performance of these different very specialized motifs? Well, I mean, you have a million apps on your iPhone, right? You don't see a million apps. Uh, you see curated lists. So we make it very easy. You can type search. We've cataloged them. Uh, and those are the motifs that our community has built. We've built, uh, our team has built 160 motifs directly. Uh, and then there's a community site where you can go discover, find a lot of fun, uh, a motif that's particular. But search is my favorite. You can type in water in our search bar. You'll see search results like water shortage. I want to invest in water shortage. Uh, we are in California. Or I might want to invest in waters in utility companies, cleaning up water, which is the theme in our climate change motif. So we make it super easy. Uh, the finding a motif isn't hard, but that said, we, we want to work harder uh, to create kind of our own app store-like experience that we're working on right now. So if you hold a motif, there's ongoing change inside the motif, right? And those the stocks are going up and down all the time. Do you, do you sell an individual stock? Say, say something gets taken over or something or goes bankrupt. The, the company doesn't exist for any reason. Somebody has to take that out of the motif, and that creates a capital gain or capital loss. How does this work tax-wise? So we, we rebalance motifs uh, periodically, typically quarterly, to keep not only uh, the motif relevant to its original theme. To your point, companies can enter the market through an IPO. Acquisitions can happen to take companies out of the market. But we do all the work to keep uh, the motif relevant. And, and some of our trading model motifs, you know, they rebalance weekly, for example. Um, so we're very transparent on what we're doing, how we're changing it. Uh, and you have the option to say, I want this rebalance or I don't want this rebalance. And we, we do all the management on that. On the issue of taxes, uh, there are tax issues with that. But one of the nice things about having motifs is you can actually harvest at an individual security level, which is something you can't do with a fund or an ETF, for example. So explain how that works. So say you have a motif that has 30 stocks in it, and for whatever reason, one of them you don't want to, to have anymore. You can go in there and, and delete that, and now you have 29 stocks. So how does that all work? Exactly. Or you could substitute it, or you could change 10 stocks, or you could change the weightings in all of them. We have these. Uh, if you go to our site and click on any of the motifs and click on Customize, you'll see these sliders, kind of like if you've used the product Kayak, those sliders mm -hmm. pop up. And so in our biotech motif that has roughly 30 stocks, you can increase your exposure to cancer within biotech. Uh, you can lower your exposure in infectious diseases by moving the slider to the left. You can delete stocks, add stocks. If you make all of those changes, it's just a single cost of 995 to make all the changes. You can make 30 changes in a motif. It'll still be 995 to make those changes. And if you like to, to purchase a single stock or change a single stock, um, it's actually... Uh, only 4.95 to do that. So think of single stocks at 4.95, up to 30 stocks, 9.95. Pretty straightforward. So there's a, there's a general motif, and then people have customized motifs along the same idea, like as you say, biotech. 
but their motif may be different than other biotech motifs because it's weighted one way or the other. Is that the way you're, you're saying? Exactly. So doctors uh, who know a lot about biotech might have a very specific perspective on biotech. They may say, you know, I want less exposure to infectious diseases, more exposure to cancer, and keep me neutral on autoimmune disorders. You can actually go do that, and if they choose to share it with you, you can see how the doctor's version of the motif did versus the one in our index. Um, and and, and it, it, it's a chance for everybody knows something about something, right? And so my father, for example, who isn't a big investor, is a retired vascular surgeon. So he can build a minimally invasive surgery motif, or he can customize one already on our platform pretty easily. And so what we do, what we noticed on customization is people tend to customize something they kind of know very, very well. A dietitian might customize our healthy foods motif, for example. Uh, and, then, and if you don't know what you want, you can actually buy the default model uh, and get broad exposure then without a very unique perspective, but just the general perspective. But the idea is if you are not an expert in an area, you can see what the experts in this area are doing, if there's a social part of it, and kind of mimic them and, in effect, benefit from their expertise is what you're saying. Absolutely. I mean, you could think of Motif as a, a, a way to invest the way you think. And a lot of expressions are thematic. I, I do want to make these changes in biotech. I want to invest in biotech, but I don't want too much exposure in cancer I want. Or, or, or it can be a trading strategy, or it could be a high-yield strategy, or it can be a fixed maturity strategy. They don't always have to be themes is the point. And depending on what it is you want to do, there's a Motif for you. So this is the whole Motif idea seems to go against classic diversification, uh, modern portfolio theory, that you should be broadly diversified in many industries. This is like super narrow uh, concentrations in particular industries. Is, is this... No, I, I, actually, I disagree. I think the assumption then is you're going to buy one motif. What we're saying is you buy multiple motifs. We have asset models motifs that are purely focused. The focus is diversification, and we use ETFs to broaden exposure. What we are saying, I have 20 motifs in my Roth IRA, and I can look at my asset models, how I'm diversified, do a lot of collective analysis across all 20 motifs that I own, right? That's 600 stocks that I own. Uh, but unlike a traditional fund, I can see what I'm invested in, right? Which, why does that matter? It matters because my wife is, is very, very big on environmental issues. She doesn't want carbon in her portfolio. She can take that out. You can't do that with a fund. But I can get broad diversification, and it costs me next to nothing to buy these motifs, and there are no ongoing fees. So from what do I look for when I'm looking to invest? I look at, do I understand what I'm invested in? Is there transparency? Uh, is the cost basis low? And, and, and then thirdly, is this notion of um, uh, am I diversified broadly enough? And so, yes, if you were com to compare a single fund, but even some funds are more concentrated than others uh, with one motif, fair to say that. But what we're saying is you can actually build up very complex models, motif of motifs, if you will, where each motif has a particular focus uh, in your area. And so when you roll up these different motifs together, you can get very broad exposure that you can control and understand and change, and it's low cost. So the difference between this and, say, a classic mutual fund that most people would be familiar with would be the mutual fund, unless it's an index fund, you don't really know what they're doing until way after it's over. Uh, there's uh, management fees, uh, asset management fees at various times, there's commissions, um, and... Uh, you, you don't control it at all. This way you kind of get to control what it is at much lower cost and know exactly what's happening at any time. Exactly right. 
Yeah. Now, give me a sense of the growth of this thing. You started in 2010. You said there's 85,000 motifs. How much money is in motifs, and what is your expectation of the future here? Yeah, so we, we, we actually started uh, at the beginning of 2011. We, I guess we got our first fundraise uh, uh, at the end of, of 2010. We didn't launch our product till two years later, so we've been on the market for about two years now. And uh, it took us a couple of years to build the platform. And we now have, we call our customers motifers. We've uh, just passed 200,000 happy motifers. Um, and we don't, we don't talk about money on our platform simply because we have a lot of, we have a large institutional business uh, that involves money partnering with institutional investors. And, 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 and that, 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 that is a much larger uh, uh, opportunity for our business. Um, so we don't release numbers like that because it would involve re- releasing a lot of figures that, that, that we have to get permission to do. So those, most of those 200,000 are individuals, but you're also going those where... 200,000 are directly individuals, but we, we have an institutional business. For example, last week, we announced a partnership with the ultra-high net worth arm of U.S. Bank, uh, Ascent Private Capital Management. Uh, I think their minimum account sizes are in the order of like 75 to $80 million. And we're building somatic portfolios exclusively for them and their advisors. So we have an institutional business where we work with advisors and high net worth and institutional investors. And then we have a direct-to-consumer business, which is the, the retail business that we're talking about now. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this half hour is Hardeep Walia. He's the founder and chief executive officer at Motif. You can find out more about them at motifinvesting.com. We'll be back after this. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. We're always talking business. 
talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this half hour is Hardeep Walia. He's the founder and chief executive officer at Motif Investing. You can find out more about them at their website, motifinvesting.com. Welcome back to the show, Hardeep. Thank you, Jordan. So one thing you can do is get into initial public offerings uh, where private share companies are selling shares for the first time. How does that work through Motif? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's something we announced uh, a week ago. Uh, we have partnered with J.P. Morgan. Uh, full disclosure, uh, J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs are investors in our company. And our partnership with J.P. Morgan uh, centers around IPO stock. Most investors don't have access uh, to an IPO until after a company goes public. Uh, and, and typically by then, I think the average performance in the first day of an IPO is something like 19%. Um, uh, that Those are 2015 numbers. Uh, and so what we've offered uh, retail investors on our platform, new and existing, is an opportunity to partner in IPOs before they go public. Uh, and we've partnered with J.P. Morgan to do that. So this applies to J.P. Morgan-led IPOs. We're going to be their exclusive partner on this. And so if you're interested in, in, in an upcoming IPO, uh, very soon you'll be able to come to our site and, and place a conditional bid uh, for pre-IPO stock before a stock goes public. You'll actually be able to buy stock. So Morgan's going to give you an allocation that they would be taking away from other people getting allocations on a hot IPO? Well, I, I don't know if it's a taken away. I think today predominantly a lot of the allocations go to institutional investors. Yeah. Uh, we're partnering with them to make sure everyone has access. And so we're, we're trying to encourage, uh, give retail uh, investors an opportunity uh, to invest, something they've not historically had. Uh, and, and for us, it is about that model of making it uh, available to everyone. Very good. So there's, as you say, 85,000 motifs out there. Give me a sense, maybe by the different categories, of what some of the more popular motifs are and how they've done uh, recently. I guess one would be, in the environmental area, uh, what are some of the interesting environmental motifs out there? So there, there I mean, we have a, a motif called Clean Tech Everywhere. Um, and a lot of those environmental ones haven't done really well, because despite what most people think, it ties pretty closely to the where oil is. And we all know oil has been not doing very well over the last uh, six, seven months. Uh, our, our trending motifs right now, uh, as I look, is uh, we have a motif called Energy Takeout Targets. Um, modern warfare, unfortunately, given what everything's going, is up 3% today. Um, and it's doing, it's up uh, almost uh, 18% for the year. Uh, China Internet, we've seen a lot of recovery in China. Uh, and so we've seen, you know, a 13% increase in China over the last year, uh, over the last month, excuse me. Uh, we have a motif called robotics. Uh, that's trending up very nicely today. Um, and then we have a connected car motif, the car of the future motif. That's also doing well. And then we're seeing a lot of uh, motifs related to the elections. We have a motif called Democratic Donors. Uh, that's doing well. It's up 6%. Um, and uh, the uh, the Republican version is only up a, a percent and a half. Maybe that's does telling that, us does that mean maybe companies, 
companies contributing to Democrats or Republicans? Is that what that theme Exactly. Means? Democratic, the donating companies. Um, that's exactly right. And then well, there are a lot of issues around this election for you know, everything from, you know, uh, 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 women's rights, there's a motif. Income inequality, there's a motif. Our Obamacare motif is uh, trending down uh, right now. For the month, it's down almost 5%. Uh, no surprise, there is a uh, Supreme Court decision uh, uh, being weighed right now. Uh, and then we have a motif that's trending right now called tax inversion. Uh, and this has actually been an election issue as well, uh, where, you know, uh, this is where U.S. companies go overseas uh, relocate to get a, a lower tax jurisdiction on there. And that's a, that's a motif. Uh, I'm just looking at our data set right now. That's trending nicely. So would that be, so, so is that, would that be uh, guessing who's going to do it? Like recently Pfizer was going to do an inversion. Would they have been put in the motif before on the speculation they're going to do it or only after uh, would they actually announce the deal? No, these are, these are companies, you know, afterwards you're, you're kind of, uh, a lot of the advantage is taken away. So these are companies that have all the attributes of doing inversions, i.e., uh, they have structures out there, uh, and, and, and these are the companies that are likely to be acquired in an inversion, right? So I it's the, the, the companies there, and, then, and, and it's also companies that um, are in industries that show high propensity to, to tax invert. Uh, uh -huh. And, and, and on any of our motifs, by the way, we, if you click on the how we built it, we walk you through in some detail what the methodology was and what the strategy was for that motif. Another one is income strategies. What are some of the income strategies that you have as motifs? Uh, we have, I mean, dividends is always a, a good seller on our site. I, I think uh, if, you, if we look at the search terms on our site, uh, uh, yield, dividend, income um, uh, scores very, very highly. I mean, I think right now we have a motif called defensive dividends. Uh, that's doing really, really well. Uh, these are, as, as you might expect from the name, you know, uh, uh, relatively uh, resilient uh, plays given, given worries people have about the markets. And these are relatively stable dividend players. Uh, there's a motif called growing dividends. This is for companies that have a history of, of, of growing dividends year by year. Uh, that's that's uh, doing well right now. Uh, so just so I understand on these dividend plays, so say you've got 30 companies in a motif paying dividends at different times. Are those then collected, and you get one dividend payment a month or a quarter? No, you, you, how the it's dividends like you own the stocks. You? It's like you own the stocks. As the dividends come in, you receive them. I so see. So you'll be like getting 30 dividends. Stocks, you, yes. Yes. I see. You'll I see. be getting 30. I mean, so these are, these are organized stocks. Ultimately, what you own here are the underlying securities. So that gives you a lot of advantages um, because you own, it's, it's, you own the actual 30 stocks in MOTs. Now, another uh, section you have are what are called trading strategies. What are some of the trading strategy motifs out there? So um, uh, these, are, these are for um, uh, people who like to trade but maybe not have time. So one of the most common ones uh, is a motif uh, called buy on the dip. This is an algorithmic model that goes through all, goes through the markets every week and attempts to buy beaten down stocks. Um, and so it, it has its own methodology that's on our site. Uh, and uh, it, it, it is, uh, uh, it's a 26 stock. It's up 10% this month, but it's a, it's a market play, right? So as, as market volatility uh, spikes, this, this motif tends to go out and buy stocks. And it's a very broad-based uh, set of stocks that changes every week. So this is a, a relatively expensive uh, motif, 
because it rebalances very frequently. Most of our motifs rebalance quarterly, annually. This one's a weekly play. So if you have something rebalancing constantly, you're taking a lot of short-term gains and losses, uh, and there's more commissions involved because there's trading constantly. Is that right? That, that is correct. And the you know we've got very few motifs, and it's really the trading plays because you can't invest in trading models uh, and, and momentum plays without frequently changing your position. So you're still trading you know, in the order of 30 stocks uh, for the single stock of 9.95. So that's roughly 33 cents a stock. So compare that to any other online broker. Even at that rate, it's pretty competitive. But like I said, uh, most of our motifs are quarterly, annually. And more importantly, you don't have to follow a rebalance. You can do your own changes. Um, so you, you're never charged a fee, like a management fee that gets charged whether you do something or not, or whether you want it or not. In this case, uh, we give you the choice. When you look at a motif that you want to buy, what are you supposed to be ranking it against? Are there benchmarks? I mean, is it against the S&P 500? Are these things are so specific. How do you know if it's doing well relative to, to what? That, that's a very good question. So we benchmark most of our products, uh, the equity products to the uh, S&P 500, uh, and then our uh, fixed income products to, to the AGG index. But um, uh, you can take what, what's one of the trending motifs right now. Sadly, warfare is trending right now. You can type in the large ETF players, defense stocks, for example. Um, iShares has a, a defense stock ETF called a symbol ITA. You can plot that large ETF against our product. And one of the things you're, you're likely to notice is uh, we outperform simply because we have a fee advantage. They're charging you 85 bips. Uh, we don't have an ongoing fee, and you pay a commission uh, for that uh, uh, ETF elsewhere. Uh, and our motif is just a single commission, 995. And then the so you're saying o over time, the fees really do add up uh, well, an ETF or mutual fund compared to what you're about. Yeah, you've talked on your show about compounding returns, the benefits of that. And, but there's also a huge penalty to the compounding of costs. So over years, you start to compound that cost. They, they, they have significant uh, drags on your returns. But the other reason we tend to do, uh, we're smarter in our weighting methodology. Uh, a lot of products out there are market cap weighted. Uh, ours is thematically weighted. So in our modern warfare motif, it's weighted to modern warfare, which is why we don't call it a defense uh, 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 motif, because uh, it skews to things like smart bombs and drones, which unfortunately, as, as we go to war, those are the things that get spent, and those are the things that drive returns. So those are the ways you can actually take a motif, plot a uh, comparable ETF in the sector, uh, and see how it's doing. Uh, but we default everything to, to S&P 500. And the last category is values-based. What are some examples of values-based motifs? So these are uh, for people who have values. We have a gay rights, um, gay-friendly motif. We have a women's rights. Um, we partnered with Pacific Life Insurance uh, uh, to create a family of motifs called Swell. And these are motifs where, where the proceeds of Pacific Life donates a third of the revenues from their partnership from, with us uh, to charities like Susan G. Komen. Um, and these are, are designed to be beta one motifs that generally track the market, but they're, they're, they're cause-driven. They're focused on doing good. So there's a motif for fighting cancer, ending poverty, raising human rights, um, and, 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 and there's a whole family of swell motifs specifically that are focused on doing good. Amazing. Just amazing. <laughs> Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this half hour has been Hardeep Walia. 
He's the founder and chief executive officer at Motif Investing. You can find out more about the 85,000 and many more growing motifs all the time at his website, which is motif, M-O-T-I-F, investing.com. Thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, Hardeep. Thanks for having me. Thank you, and we'll be back after this with our next guest. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in government, the legal arena, and the business world impacts your business every day. And we're going to take you on a behind-the-scenes tour of it all. Each week, we'll bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers and leaders. Squire Patton Boggs will be your guide as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join us for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Channel each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. My guest for this half hour is Linda Goldberg. She's the president at CarQ.com. She's the leading car buying uh, agent in the country. Welcome to the show, Linda. Thank you for inviting me, Jordan. It's good to be here. So just tell us what a car buyer's agent is and what they do. The buyer's agent represents the consumer exclusively. And when I say exclusively, it means that a real true buyer's agent does not receive compensation of any kind from anyone. They charge a fee for service and they don't get commissions from the dealers with whom they network. So it means to the consumer, no conflict of interest. You really have someone that's out there helping you buy your car. Now, people see a lot of uh, people out there saying that they're working on your behalf. Uh, True Car, Consumer Reports, there's all kinds of places uh, that say they're on your side. What, What kind of conflicts do they have that they're not really disclosing? Their conflict of interest is the fact that they are earning many thousands of dollars from dealers. 
uh, for those, they are called lead generators. And many dealers have confessed to me that it's a bait-and-switch setup. About 50% of the time, you might go in and get something close to what you were told you were going to get. But the deal is not closed on your behalf. And whether it's USAA or it's Two Car or Auto Buy Tell or any of the 10,000 auto brokers that are in the marketplace, the consumer needs to ask them the question, how are you compensated? Do you receive any kinds of commissions or kickbacks from dealers, lenders, and manufacturers? And that, I think that's the key question to determining whether you're working with a real agent or not. Will they answer honestly? If you tell, ask your broker, are you getting anything from dealers or manufacturers, are they going to answer it honestly? Uh, well, that's the problem. Um, I myself have shopped around and asked that question, and I have been told outright a lie or two. Uh, so I think that it is difficult, even when you pose the question, <clears throat> to know whether you're getting the correct answer. I think that there's also a way of saying, is my deal done when I arrive at the dealership? Um, with CarQ, the deal is developed by your agent. We find the best deal with the best dealer. <clears throat> and then at that point, we get the car located according to your ideal profile. So, what so are it some is of the most done completed transaction prior to you, the consumer, going out and picking up your car? So, what's the danger in a consumer walking into a dealership? and negotiating directly and think they're getting a great deal. What is the danger in that? Because consumers do not have uh, the background to be able to do it uh, properly, to represent themselves properly. Dealers do not hire dumb salespeople. Salespeople go in uh, uh, to earn $6,000 a month, and they are hired because they know how to suspend disbelief, they know how to protect their profit margins from the consumer's knowledge. So they have an acumen that makes them much better at the game than the consumer. And I don't care how much information you go in with, they've got 10 times more. So people go into a car dealership with maybe an auto magazine or consumer reports, you know, what the dealer's MSRP is. This is your projected price, and if they get that price, they feel they're getting a good deal. Is that not correct? Um, the dealer can give the car away for no profit, but by the time that deal is closed, they all have $5,000 profit generated. They're going to make money not necessarily on the sale of the car, but on the financing or if you're leasing or if you've got a trade-in. And these are other avenues. The bottom line is they're looking for their profit. And they're going to generate the profit no matter how they get it. So let's say Consumer Reports say you spend $25,000 for this car. But maybe there's another 1500 or $2,000 in incentives that the dealer has no motivation to tell you about. So I, I think that the representation of having a consumer have someone on their side to give them transparency, to make, 
before they go into the dealership to be able to guide them and, and work with them so that they know how to go through the process themselves. Maybe just give me a recent example where you help somebody save a lot more money both on the price of the car and financing when they would have lost that had they done it themselves. Uh, I worked with a couple out of uh, Florida, and they had found a car for themselves. It was their ideal profile. Uh, it was uh, one of the models of a Mercedes-Benz. We end up saving them between the lease and the purchase $11,000. Now, that isn't normal with every single car, but there was a lot of money hidden in the process of uh, negotiating. And that, that buyer happened to be buying at the right time. We got the car delivered uh, from another dealer entirely where they had found the car. We got the car dealer traded to our dealer so that we could access the pricing on a much lower level for them. And they never would have gotten that deal on their own had they gone to the dealer? If they had gone to the dealer, they would have paid $4,000 less um, than what we had saved them. Yeah. So when so, you... You know, is it worth a fee to go in and have somebody representing your interest as a buyer? I think definitely. Tell me what the process goes. Somebody uh, is, is interested in buying a car. They go to the CarQ website at carq.com. What is the procedure and what are the different levels of fees based on the amount of service you provide? We have three levels of service. Uh, a pricing consultation, and that's designed for the buyer that wants to go out. They want target pricing, but they want to go out and shop on their own. And we kind of guide them through that process if they have questions uh, before they buy their car on their own then we're there to facilitate answers. The next service, which is one of my favorite, is called the deal review. We find they bring, uh, the buyer brings CarQ, their written, fully itemized quote. We shop then further to see how that deal can be improved. Whether there's a lease or finance or trading involved, we will increase their, their savings. If we cannot increase the savings by the cost of their fee, which is $300 for the fee, uh, they then uh, are not charged the fee. We'll waive the fee if we can't save them the fee. But typically, we can improve a deal by several thousand dollars. Uh, then the other service, which is the top-of-the-line service, is where CarQ goes out, finds you the best deal, the best dealer. We get the car located. We get your loan or lease approved. We handle the trade-in. We get everything set up so that you have paperwork before you go into the dealership on a very specific car. And there's total transparency provided all the way through these uh, services. Do the dealers like it when CarQ is coming uh, representing a consumer, or they want to run the other direction? Well, the truth is they like it because CarQ is not being paid by them. So they feel uh, uh, sort of cleansing that they don't have a conflict of interest. 
most companies that approach the car dealer want a commission back from them. So we're kind of a fresh glass of water, if you will, <laughs> um, because they want to sell cars. We want to find the best deal and the best dealer to work with. Many times you can get the price down with the dealer, but they don't have the integrity to follow through. So we have a process developed, so they have to follow through. Um, but because the car is registered directly to the consumer, uh, the dealer feels that it's a much cleaner way of doing business. And we have 22,000 dealers that we have access to, and we're picking out the best ones to work with based on their integrity and their transparency. So it may not be the local dealer to where you live. How far around from where the client lives Will you uh, make a deal and have the car brought to them? We try to stay within a 90-mile radius, which means an hour and a half from where the client is located. However, if, you have, if you're picking out an automobile that only has one dealer representing in that state, then we will go out tri-state, and many times we'll go national. Our job is to find you your car, and if it can't be found out of an inventory with a reliable, honest dealer, then the worst-case scenario is to factory order the vehicle and have it built to your specifications. There's never a situation where you can't get what you want. So, no, sometimes the, the car you want is not at your local dealer. It can be brought into that local dealer as a trade or something, and you end up getting the car you want. Right. Dealers often will dealer trade with one another to get, a, they want to get piece, a piece of inventory that they don't have and another dealer does. So they will switch in pieces of inventory. Um, our couple from Florida, we were able to do that and accomplish that with. We got the car that they were in love with brought to another dealer and a dealer trade and we're able to negotiate that lower price. So you can get a car from just about anywhere, but it, it, has, to be, um, it has to be reasonable in cost to transport the vehicle. Um, there's no point in buying a car. If you live in New York, buying a car in California and spending $2,500 to ship it doesn't make a lot of good economy <laughs> sense. So uh, we, do, we do try to stay flexible, but close into where the buyers are located. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this half hour is Linda Goldberg. She's the president at CarQ.com, which is an independent car buying service to help you get the best deal on a car, both price and financing. Her website is CarQ.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What if every day was a good day for business? 
because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need, exactly when you need it, so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this half hour is Linda Goldberg. She's the president at CarQ.com, which is an independent car buying service. You can find out more about her services at CarQ.com. Welcome back to the show, Linda. Nice to be here. So there's a difference in terminology a lot of people are not clear about. What is the difference between target pricing, a price promise, and what other people paid for a particular car? Well, the newest one, and this is through True Car, is um, what other people paid. And, of course, the dealers are supporting this company. So they're not going to disclose the lowest pricing they're going to disclose what they want to sell the car for, and they get a couple of competitive bids. And what it does is it keeps the price high. It doesn't drive the price lower. Um, There's a process to go shopping for the car, and most folks don't know how to do it. And so when you see what others paid and you're on your your Apple or your iPhone or, you know, you're you're out there shopping and you go in and say, well, I want to buy a car and this is what other paid and I don't want to negotiate. So you sign up for it. But if the dealer is closing your deal, they're going to make that money on the other aspects of the sale. Um, Price promise is um, a new terminology where they're promising you the price. They're telling you that they promise that's what you'll pay, but it's on a specific car, and it's not the car naturally of your ideal profile. So it's a way of getting you closer into the dealership. Dealers don't sell cars unless you're in the dealership. And then target pricing which is a way of estimating what you're going to pay for the car, but it's not going to be your final price. But it is a a way of trying to determine what price point or price range you're likely going to be at. But again, um, getting all the uh, secret information out of dealers takes us, um, we contact up to 20 different dealers. And we'll get some truth from one and from another, and pretty soon we have our story. We know where all the money is hiding. We know who has it. These are not things that a a buyer can do on their own. When you're going to buy a car, if you have your own financing lined up, say you've got a home equity line or you've got cash on the side, what kind of difference can that make in getting a better deal on a car? Oh, well, the dealer, 
thrives on ego, and they want to, you know, be the the winner here. So they're going to, if you go in with a rate, they're going to beat it by a quarter to a half a point. So absolutely, if you can get pre-approved for a loan to your credit union or your own independent lender, then absolutely keep that as part of your knowledge. If you take, however, if you tell the dealer too soon in the deal that you want them to lower your interest rate, then they, remember they have these other avenues that they can make the money on. So you have to hold your information close to the vest. You have to know when during the deal to ask for things. And at the end of it all, just as your pen is about to hit the contract, then you can ask for that other 500 or other $1,000. And I've, I instruct my own clients, even after we have a signed agreement with the dealer, always ask for more. Now, people often say that there's a 0% financing offer. How can you possibly beat that? What's wrong with buying a car at 0% financing? There's nothing wrong with 0% financing. But, I mean, is it, if but you, if what take... there is something wrong with is subprime loans. So if you qualify for 0%, it means your FICA score is 720 or higher. I do not recommend going out to buy a vehicle unless you know what your or approximately what your FICA score is. If you take the FICA scores and look at them in, in a range, you'll know what kind of interest rates you're likely going to have to pay. For example, if you're a 720 or higher, you're always going to um, be able to get approved for whatever those advertised rates are. If you are 680 to 720, you might squeeze in to that top-tier rate. Below 680, down to about 600, um, you're going to be a Tier 2, um, which means they're going to add a point or two to the interest rate. But once the dealer is in the position that they have approval to add money to the interest rate, they are going to buy and sell that money for as much profit as possible. So that's why having going in with your approval and knowing your FICA score gives you a heads up on what you should be charged. These uh, 0% rates, if the Feds um, increase the interest rate. If they raise the prime rate, these rates are going to go up very quickly. Manufacturers have been giving money away for a long time through the complete, you know, Great Recession, and uh, these rates will go up quickly. So it, it would be good to take advantage of the zero percent, as far as I can see. How much of these lending is going on to the subprime? people with below, say, 600 credit scores, and is there a problem with that that you see? Well, there's a huge problem because eventually subprime loans have to be called in. And uh, they are deferring payments, but that means at the end of it all, you still have to come up with the extra money. Uh, there are a lot of manufacturers that are working with buyers that went into subprime loans. And those loans, when we say subprime, you're looking at rates of 8% and higher. And if your FICA score is low enough, they'll charge you, you know, as close to the line as they can up in the 20% range. 
So you've got to be really careful as a buyer if they're offering you those kinds of rates. I think that it's an auto loan that you want to step back from and think about. A lot of people are doing that, though, right? I mean, there's a lot of growth in subprime auto loans. Oh, it's all profit. It's 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 like in different states where the dealers are allowed to earn dealer fees. These fees are imaginary blue sky profit. And when you start adding going into subprime loans, these are this is just the greatest tool for the finance department to make a lot of money. Yeah. Now, uh, leasing has become popular. When does it make sense to lease versus buy a car? Um, if you're driving low mileage, if you want to replace your car every three or four years with a new vehicle, in other words, you don't want the threat of having to do heavy, costly repairs, uh, then you become a candidate. You need to have a 720 FICA score or higher. You need to be over 25,000, I mean, over 25 years of age. And the lease agreements or the contracts now are federally overviewed, so all leases are basically the same. Um, it's, a, it's a way of what I call reverse financing. You pay a monthly payment all the way, say, through 36 months. You're on a fixed mileage of 15,000 miles a year or less. Um, and at the end of the lease, you have a choice. You can either buy a car for the remaining balance, give the car back to the lender, as long as the remaining balance hasn't had a lot of damage to the car, um, or you can buy the car and resell it to a third party. So it gives you a lot of options as well as a much lower monthly payment than financing would. In general, this is going to be a very strong year for car sales, something near $18 million. Do the car dealers feel that they're in a much better position right now to uh, be tougher and give not as good deals as when yeah, car sales are weaker? On, yeah, I would say, Jordan, that that kicked in about a year ago where they started feeling as though things were getting better and they could get tougher and, and hold a lot more money. Um, manufacturers are trying to find ways to sell cars. And they're all copying, everybody else is copying another process. Um, I think that the bottom line is I'm going to spend 40000 maybe $30,000 for the average car. I think I should hire someone to help me get through the process. Um, it is a double-edged sword when you're buying because there are so many different ways the dealer can earn revenue. Very good. Well, my guest this half hour has been Linda Goldberg. She's the president at CarQ.com. If you want to find a good way to get a best deal on a car, whether it be purchasing, uh, financing it, leasing it, whatever, Linda's real, the expert. So go to her website at CarQ.com. Thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, Linda. Thank you for inviting me. And we'll be back with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hi, I'm Rick Osick with Famous Footwear. 